Do you ever ask yourself questions, Suze? Um, like, what what are the top three things that is going to make this vacation better? I love myself a good list. I love it. <laughs> I really do. A number and a title for some reason just captures me. And, and what, what about like um, for for my work? In order for me to be successful, I've got to do these three things. I mean, yeah, for my work, but for me, if you can count, you can grab me with a good organizing list. That's my thing. That's your thing. Well, today we don't we don't really believe that if you do these things, everything's going to be perfect in your marriage. But we do believe it's going to enrich your marriage. It's going to strengthen your marriage and give you a better view of what marriage, according to God's word, really is all about. Stick with us as we talk a little bit about that today. What started as a question, God, you created marriage, can you make it work, soon became a statement. God, you created marriage, you can make it work. Thank you for joining us on the Christian Family Life Podcast, where we get into the good, the bad, and the ugly in our marriage relationships, and mind God's word to see what it has to say about it. Welcome to the Christian Family Life Podcast. This is Susie here with my husband, Gio. Hello. And we are Sands, Roland, and Tammy Martinez today. They normally join us, best friends, for several decades. That's almost hard for me to say, but several decades. Um, but they are not able to join us today, so it's going to be me and you, G. Yeah, just a quick shout out to Roland, who is in Cuba right now with our team. And um, they're working with our our Cuba team as they uh, as they get things set up for different conferences. And we just got back from Nicaragua. We did. Pause. I'm going to give a shout out to Tam, too, because she's holding the fort down at home. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you know. You know what but that's yes, like. Yes, <laughs> I do. But yes, we did just get back from Nicaragua. And what an, an absolutely amazing experience to travel anywhere besides home is a great experience yeah and so just for those of you that are fairly new to the ministry of christian family life our our goal as a team and as a ministry is really to equip marriage disciples to do the work of the ministry to um increase the uh the uh awareness of strengthening marriages within the church within communities and so we uh, we use a material called Two Becoming One to do that. And that's what we were doing in Nicaragua. We were working with um, Bruce and Laura um, Edgar, mm-hmm. who are there with ABWE. And then we were also working with um, Abel, Pastor Abel and Nikki. And uh, they're their local pastors in the area there in Managua. And so we, uh, we had a great time. But Suze, while we were there, um, one of the young ladies asked you a question after we finished the uh, the training, which, by the way, was awesome. We had 30 couples and five churches that were represented at that. And so they did a great job of bringing the team together and the groups together. Yeah, I had Gloria come up to me afterwards, as I as we often do, honestly, at conferences. So much of what we share is new to the marriage game, which is funny because it's in chapters one and two of the book of Genesis. So, (laughs) but it's not brought into the marriage conversation a lot. And so what we share in our training really starts the wheels turning in people's minds. Mm -hmm. It's like, mm, 
honestly, when we're up in front of people and we're sharing this, it's like you can see light bulb moments. I was a teacher. Mm -hmm. And so when you can see light bulb moments in your students, or in this case, those that were attending the training, it's almost like, okay, they're getting it. And then you can look across the room and it's like, ah, it just, it just took hold right there. So oftentimes what we're sharing is so new that people have questions about it. It isn't, it isn't solely how to communicate better or how to work through your finances as a team, all of which um, are good topics to address in marriage. Super important, yeah. Super important. So I, I don't want to diminish that at all. But um, we do go a little bit deeper, and so it causes questions. And so we'll get people that come up to us afterwards, and and really, no matter how they phrase it, what they're really at the heart of their question, what they're asking us is, they'll they'll start off with my husband and I, because usually the wife comes to me, my husband and I are really struggling. That's usually the beginning part. And then whatever comes after that, really it has the idea of what can you tell us to make things easier? Mm-hmm. Or what can you tell me to tell my husband to do or stop doing so that we stop arguing or we stop fighting or struggling? Really that's the heart of the question. And I get that, mm-hmm. I get that. Nobody wants to be in a relationship that's constant turmoil, right? Mm-hmm. I, don't think, I don't think anybody likes to live there. Um, but it's incumbent upon us to make sure we we step back and really respond in a way that's so biblically saturated that if they were to adhere to it, can't really mess it up. Yeah, and and one of the things we do want to share here is what what we talk about. There's so many variables involved on the human side of things. We, we're going to share some biblical truths and let the Holy Spirit uh, work, do his work in penetrating the hearts of the, of the husband and the wife in the process. And then the other thing we want to share is that we, we also don't minimize the, um, the struggles and the realities that people are facing, um, you know, because there may be some abuse involved. There may be some addiction involved. There may be some, um, other things, uh, adultery. (coughs) and so on and so there there is it doesn't change the faith principles it doesn't change god's word but there are other methods of help for those couples and so so when we share what we're going to share today in this podcast about here here are some things that we believe if you implement into your marriage are going to drive a healthier marriage um we we share that from a point of view of couples that are struggling or having a hard time, but it may be just the the realities of life. It can help in couples that are dealing with abuse, addiction, and adultery, but there needs to be a little bit more of a sensitive walk with counselors um, that are biblically trained, that are also clinically trained to help you deal with those type of struggles. Absolutely. So if you're listening today and and that's where you find yourself. This this isn't just a, my husband annoys me every now and then. This is something that goes much deeper that uh, you perhaps feel lost and without hope. Uh, I'm so thankful that um, seeking out counseling is now not only an okay thing to do, it's encouraged. Yeah. So we want to, I don't want to say jump on that bandwagon because we've believed this for quite some time, but 
it's a good thing to get somebody to help you walk through and navigate some trials if you find that you cannot do that as a couple yourself. Yeah. So, so back, to, back to Gloria's question. Gloria's question, she said to me, I want you to make a list. And as soon as she said that, I didn't even, I didn't even need to know what she was going to say afterwards. I was like, oh, I'm on board with this. I like lists. <laughs> um, she said, make a list of your top three pieces of advice that you would give to me that would help us in our marriage. And I just began to, like that began to marinate in my mind. And I began to think about that. And I was like, Lord, this is a really big responsibility. Well, and I think the cool thing, Suze, in that moment is you just didn't rattle three things. No, I didn't. We, we actually didn't get them that information until the next day when we the got back day. from the trip. The next day, and it was gonna have to go via text through a translator and mm-hmm. all the different things. But uh, my mind just immediately began praying, Lord, like help me. I don't, I don't really know this young lady. I don't know specifically what her struggles are. I try, you know, we're there for such a short time. I try not to dive into that because I don't feel like I can really give tailored advice that's not you know, that's not necessarily. Well, and you, you haven't had a chance to really peel back yeah, the layers exactly. of their relationship. And I don't get a chance to do that. So right. I just immediately began praying, Lord, help me to put together a list of three things that would benefit their marriage. Mm-hmm. And when you take it from scripture, I, I know there's not a lot of things that we can say no fail, but when you look for life advice, when you look for marital advice and you go straight to scripture and you interpret it correctly and you look at it in context and all of the pieces, which is the Bible in its entirety, um, I think it's a no fail. And yeah. so that's what I did. Yeah. And so it's the same thing right now as we're on this podcast. We we don't know your reality. We don't know your struggles. We don't know the things that are battling within the home. And we, we do walk through the stages of life or marriage. We talk about romance and we, we say that's a great place to be, but reality sets in and you've, Unavoidable. Got, you've got kids and you've got bills and you've got work and you've got strained relationships over all that. And, and if we're not careful, it, it leads us to resentment, which um, that's where the fighting really starts to pick up. You know, uh, you didn't do this. You didn't do that. Uh, who's getting the kids? I always get the kids. Who's paying the bills? Why do I have to pay the bills? You pay the bills. You know, and all the things that begin to to grow. And if they're not dealt with in a healthy way, it leads us to a thing called what we call resentment. Uh, rebellion, I'm sorry. Where that resentment just settles into where you just don't feel... You, you begin to believe the lies of the evil one. Mm-hmm. You know, I really didn't love her. He didn't really love me. Um back and forth and and then you start to believe those things to where now you're in rebellion which ultimately leads to to divorce and so our so we don't know your reality we don't know what the battles are in the home but we do know is what god's word says Mm -hmm. and what we do know is that god gave insight to don and sally meredith many years ago to to write to becoming one which we highly recommend i know it's part of our ministry but it's it really has impacted our marriage so much to the point where if somebody asks us what are your top three things to implement don't jump the gun it's going to be these three things it's going to be these three (laughs) things all right so let's start off with number one Gia, we don't have time for it here but i know you love to tell a boxing story we don't have time for it no i know that but that um it's just knowing your purpose yeah I don't remember how many years ago, but um, 
the book that came out, The Purpose Driven Life. Mm-hmm. And that was huge. Took off. It was huge. It wasn't even that big of a book, right? Mm-hmm. It took off. And I just think that's representative of people want to know their purpose. Because when you know your purpose, it's a motivator. It's a motivator to get things done that fulfill your purpose. And we believe that your marriage has a purpose. And it's more than just coming together, spending time with the one you love, making a family, working jobs, and then riding off into the sunset of retirement. It's Mm -hmm. so much more than that. Yeah, and we're not gonna dive super deep into this because there's many podcasts that we talk. As a matter Mm -hmm. of fact, I think there may be one that just talks about purpose. Yeah. Um, But understanding your why as a husband and wife is super important. Like, why are we married? Why Why is it worth fighting for? Why should we move forward? Why not give up? All those type of things that come into our minds, I think understanding your your purpose is a big deal. It is. And, you know, I never really grasped until many years later. Sometimes my mind works that way. It takes a while for things to really set in. But we dated for three and a half years, right? Mm-hmm. And yep. it, I don't want to say it was easy, but I definitely wouldn't have called it hard or difficult. How about you? The dating years? No. Yeah. No. I mean, I'm not saying we never fought or anything, but few and far between. Right. But like July 16th, 1994. Actually, we didn't fight that day. No, not that day, but that was the beginning. (laughs) That was the wedding day. That was, but that was the beginning of just feeling like, man, this doesn't feel like dating anymore. And it wasn't all just the, the fun and, and whatnot. Well, you know, you, you, um, you come back, we came back from the, for us, I don't know, maybe some people, their honeymoon period lasted a lot longer, but for us, it was a week after we got back that we started fighting and we started looking at it like, what is going on? <laughs> yeah, I learned some things on the honeymoon that were like, hmm, didn't, that didn't come out in the interview process. <laughs> hey, that's my line. <laughs> I know, I like to use it before you get to it. But, um, but now I can see it's because dating is not under attack per se, mm-hmm. in this specific way. Mm-hmm. I think in a different way it is, right. but it's in a much more pleasurable mm-hmm. and the promise of pleasure. Yeah. But I think that the marriage covenant is specifically and directly under attack by Satan. And so when you seal that covenant before God and before man, like it's get almost, ready. It's almost like the uh, the bell going off in, Ex- the, in the fight. <laughs> Yes. Let's get ready to rumble. You come out from your corners and it's like, "Mm, Duke's up and we're going to, we're going to do this right now. And so, um, well, and, and for us talking about that as a metaphor, the, for me, I came out swinging because that's how I grew up. I grew up fighting and you didn't. I didn't. And so I wouldn't say that I cowered. No. Because you just avoided if anybody the... if anybody listening to this podcast oh, knows oh, me, oh, I don't cower. <laughs> but but I will say, like, that was so foreign to me, mm-hmm. this, the swinging in marriage, because I did not see that growing up in my house. Yeah. And so and, we uh, had a lot to learn. We did. We did. And so, but years later is when we got this information. So I think that if somebody asked us 15 years ago what your top three things are, we would probably say communicate better. Yep. Um, we would probably say... Um, Learn, learn how to compromise, learn the art of compromise. Yeah, we probably would say those type of things. But now digging into God's word and really seeing a transformational change where we, we answer it differently. And the first thing we say is understand your purpose um, as a married couple. 
and that number one is the big one. I think this is really the biggest reason that marriages are under attack is because they're designed to reflect the image of God. Mm. That's your purpose as a husband and wife is God. We're reflecting his image. We're reflecting the unity. We're, resp- we're reflecting the gospel. It's shared all throughout scripture, really pointing back to Jesus. And so the evil one knows that. And so where's his battleground? I think his biggest battleground is marriage. Absolutely. And, and then ultimately the family. And we see that all through um, cultures. We do. We do. It's under attack. And so reflecting the image of God, when you keep that in mind, when you have daily interaction with your spouse, I think it um, has the potential to change your attitude, Mm -hmm. to change your motivation, to change your goal. Mm -hmm. Um, But when you when you keep that front and center in your mind that this marital union is to reflect the image of God, like we carry a weight with that. Mm hmm. We carry weight with that, not to be dealt with lightly. Well, I think you look at it from a lens of, um, okay, we are being attacked. So therefore, if Susie's not my enemy and I'm not her enemy, there's got to be an outside power or source that's, that is the true enemy. And so how do we identify it? And I think that's oftentimes when we talk about Ephesians chapter six, when we're talking about the armor of God. Many people go right into the armor. Let's talk about the helmet. Let's talk about the breastplate. Let's talk about all these things. But Paul starts off by really identifying the enemy. And so who are we fighting and, and who who is the, the real enemy? Understanding their identity is important in this process of being able to reflect the image of God. I'm a huge. I'm a huge fan of. Um, well, first of all, for those of you that know me, I'm a huge fan of poems, of song lyrics and of scripture no wasted words. And so when Paul starts off that passage, he doesn't just talk about what we do face. He also includes very specifically before that, what we don't face. Mm -hmm. Right. So he's not just going to kind of leave it in the ethereal principalities and spiritual forces. No, he starts off with, for we do not wrestle well, if you go to my King James version, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Right. So when you're wrestling mm-hmm. against flesh and blood, then take a step back because your enemy is not who you think it is. And so to re- refresh your mind. Yeah. Now, I was um, thinking about that in, in a sense of where it says. Uh, in, in first Peter five, eight, right. Be sober. Be vigilant for your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion seek who he may devour. I think part of that process is for us to be sober in this and be vigilant because oftentimes we're not paying attention to to the real thing. Mm -hmm. And I think disconnecting ourselves from really hearing from God, disconnecting ourselves from what scripture teaches to your point that there's no wasted words in God's word. And he uses that as our guide. And so in order for us to reflect the image of God, scripture tells us, don't be surprised that you're going to be attacked. And so if you're, if he says, don't be surprised, then what do you need to do? Be ready for it. Be ready. Because it's going to come. And so we're going to move right, right along because there's, there's more to this. But the first one is in, in this purpose. purpose piece is reflect the image of God. The second one is to reproduce a godly heritage. I think that's huge. Mm-hmm. I think that's huge. And, and we always share this when we share our material. This is not 
limited to your biological children. Right. But if you do have biological children, it is your responsibility to train up a child in the way he should go. And the way that he should go is the way of scripture. And so starts there. But if you do not personally have biological children, then that net is is broadened. It's those that you mentor. Um, we have some very dear friends of ours that are heavily involved in the fostering program. We have other dear friends that have adopted. We have friends that teach just so much about the aspect of discipleship mm -hmm. that begins with your your family, but then it continues on from there because that mandate really has never lifted from us. Well, and, and in Genesis, it says, and a lot, and this first purpose is coming from Genesis 1, it says, be fruitful and multiply. And so when we look at Matthew and we look at the Great Commission, it tells us to go into all the world, teach the gospel. It tells us to disciple. It, so it's part of God's Great Commission. So it ties in to the aspect that we are responsible to be raising up the next generation. And that's part of our purpose as a married couple. It is. And so what we would challenge you to do is, first off, are you being discipled as a couple? Who's investing in you? Is there somebody at your church or somebody in your community that can come alongside of you guys and invest in your marriage? And then secondly, who are you investing in? Um, we talk about it all the time, whether it's on this podcast or whether it's with other people. When, when we get asked, do you get tired of teaching the 2B1 eight-week discipleship class? And we say no, because we feel like as we're investing in another couple, we continue to invest in our own marriage. And so we see the, the fruit of investing in others. And then the last one of that purpose is not only is it to reflect the image of God, to reproduce a godly heritage, but we close out that first point. If we were to share the three things that we believe is important in your marriage is to uh, reign in spiritual warfare. And so scripture tells Adam and Eve to reign in all the garden and all the world, all the, over all the animals. And then Genesis 3 happens, and so now through the power of the Holy Spirit, we are to reign in spiritual warfare, warfare together. What that spiritual warfare is trying to do is to break us up because of the first two pieces, reflecting the image of God and reproducing the godly heritage. If we're not reigning, we're not reflecting and we're not reproducing. Well, we are reproducing, and we mm -hmm. are reflecting just not the right things. Right. And so that's that's where the battleground is. That's where where the rubber meets the road in your relationship. I think that's where Ephesians six comes into play, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So so now it is battle time. Now it is go time. Mm -hmm. Before and we have some family that is military, you know. And so we check this out with them, but they spend years sometimes learning about the enemy, mm -hmm. how to identify the enemy, mm -hmm. how to single it out amongst other things. And so why would we think anything less of Satan, mm -hmm. right? Why would we not make sure that uh, we are aware of his tactics and we, and we know our shortcomings and we know when we tend to fall and we leave ourselves vulnerable there. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, just prepare for the battle and for it to be go time and, and do it together. Yeah. Do it together. Like, I don't want jump to the, jump the gun because it's included in two and three, but... Pray for your spouse. Yeah. Yeah. And I think another piece there is you, and you just mentioned it, you know, we each know our weaknesses. We oh, know yeah. where our, where our battleground is. 
But don't make excuses. Well, that's just who I am and that's how I, you know. Nope. Don't make excuses. Break the cycle through the power of the Holy Spirit. Identify it in your own life because Satan's identified it. And so he's coming after that. And so identify it in your own life. The Bible says in Psalms, it's one of my favorite passages, 139, after David is talking about God knowing everything, it kind of comes to his realization, I should be praying a little different. Instead of praying, um, Lord, I need to change, he says, Lord, show me, and then show me what it is, the sin, and then show me how to change it. And so that's that should be our prayer is identify where your weaknesses are. Don't don't try to attack your wife or your husband and find out what their weaknesses are. Find out what yours are. What co- what's the trigger points? Um, what is Satan trying to do to attack you? And then ask God to help you yeah. to fix that, to make it healthier, so that that you guys can do what this first purpose talks about. So that was number one on my list yeah. that I sent to her. Know that your marriage is a purpose. <laughs> so, but 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 your but your why is a huge deal. Big, huge deal. And so, in light of all the things that you talk, just talked about there at the end, you, we know our shortcomings. We know mm. our spouse's shortcomings. This is what another piece that's really vital. I know it was super vital for you in learning, but pray that the Lord would ask you to see your spouse as his personal perfect provision for you. So this is number two. This is this is number two on my list of the top three pieces of advice. Number two on my list. Pray that when you look at your spouse, you would not see all of the pet peeves and all of the choices and all of the mainstream media that men always do this and women always do that. And Pray that you would see them as a gift from God. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm just saying, your outlook changes everything. Mm-hmm. It's amazing how when your attitude changes, nothing in your circumstances need to change. But if your attitude and outlook changes, everything is different. Mm-hmm. Everything is different. And so when you look at your spouse and you see that he is God's personal or she is God's personal perfect provision for you, then how you treat that spouse comes into light, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. How you talk to them, how you uh, respond to them, the body language that show, that you show them, you know, the engagement of intimacy, all of those things now are seen through a different lens. And it's this lens of how to love a gift from God. Mm. And then how you love that is an act of worship to God. Yeah, I think that's beautiful. I think that's, you're right, that was one of the ones for me when we first um, went through this material that really opened my eyes to that. And so that that's number two. Mm-hmm. And there's so much more we can say, so but much we don't have time. But we have other podcasts. Yeah, you can always go back and I'm sure we'll touch on it again down the road. Yeah. So number three, just so that we finish out the list and honestly, completely, totally shameless plug here. I recommended to her that she go through the 2B1 study. Mm -hmm. Go through it, Mm -hmm. go through it. And as you're going through it, instead of that whole idea of, oh, I I know somebody who could really benefit from this or man, I wish my husband was really getting this point. Just go through the study with a focus on yourself and ask that God, like you said in David's prayer, that God would reveal to you where he wants to work in your life 
so that you can be a better wife or a better husband. Yeah. Ask him. Yeah. It's it. This one actually is um, when we when we are talking to other couples and we share this, um, it's kind of a little bit humorous because they this is where we get the comment. Hey, I thought this was a marriage uh, discipleship. And we say it is. Why do you ask? <laughs> well, because a lot of it has to do with me and God and, and working through some of my things with God. And I thought it was about me working some things with my wife or my husband. And we're like, exactly. Exactly. You got it right. And they look at us kind of funny. You've got to get things right with God before you can get things right with your spouse. And so the Holy Spirit is a key component in this process. And so it's, you know, you may be sitting there wondering, well, you guys didn't talk about communication. You guys didn't talk in in your top three. You didn't talk about... Um, and really number three is not just go through the material, but number three is the power of the Holy Spirit. The power of the Holy Spirit. Rely on the power of the Holy Spirit because without it, you will never be able to love your spouse like scripture calls you to love your spouse. Right. It'll be impossible. And so we use the word faith, love. We use the phrase moving your marriage from performance to faith. We, uh, we believe that faith, love is important. So if you can understand God's forgiveness for you it's easier for you to extend that forgiveness to your spouse. But that comes by faith and believing that God has a purpose for your marriage, that God is giving you the perfect provision for you and that he will help you navigate the trials. Absolutely. And so you're, you're going to communicate better as a result. You're going to handle your finances better as a result. You are going to deal with conflict better as a result of understanding your purpose understanding that you are doing life with the right person, that God gifted you that person. So instead of working against each other, work together and let the Holy Spirit be the uh, really the engine that moves that relationship. So that's that was kind of our that's well, our that's list. really your your list, but it would be it would be my list as well. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> oh, please. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Well, thank you, guys. And um, we really appreciate you listening in on these podcasts. We hope it's been encouraging to you. I hope that it's a tool that you can send out to somebody else to help them in their marriage as well. But just remember, as we we often say, God created marriage. We believe he can make it work. God's got an original intent. He's got he's got a method. He's got the answers. And so we pray that that you continue to lean on him, not our words, but his word and helping you grow in your walk with the Lord. All right. Well, thank you. And we will catch you at the next one, which Roland and Tammy will be back with us. And we're looking forward to spending time with them and hearing a little bit more about what God is doing in their life. Absolutely. See you at the next one. Have a good one. Thank you for tuning into the Christian Family Life Podcast. Be sure to subscribe. To learn more about the ministry, visit our website, christianfamilylife.com. There, you can subscribe to our newsletter and find all of our social media links where we offer resources to help strengthen your marriage. Until next time, remember, God created marriage. He can make it work.